Hello there. Welcome to another edition of Making Money, the show that tries to pass along a little financial literacy if you're just starting out at investing, even if you've been at the game for a while. We join the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager, means he looked after money. And I'm Gord Whitehead, used to work in the broadcasting industry. Ron and I have known each other for decades. We like to talk about investing. So let's talk about uh, three components that you have, You three critical factors that could prove a roadmap to successful investing, Ron. How do you want to start this? Well, let's start by just talking about what most people perceive are the tools you need to get wealthy. First of all, they think it's a combination of luck, high IQ, and an enormous appetite for risk. And that combination is certainly useful and allows a very, very small minority of people to get very rich by one of those three components. But for the majority, it's a very different combination, Gord. It involves sticking to it, prudent risk management, and achieving a little higher rate of return. They're also called excess returns. So, you know, a lot of people would just spend too much time watching movies. And, you know, you see the stereotypes of how the wealthy get to where they are. And that's not how most people make it. Uh, over the years, I've recommended in our the best books of investing, which we have a show on that occasionally, The Millionaire Deck Store. And it's uh, The Surprising Secrets of American Wealthy, uh, America's Wealthy by Thomas Stanley. And the author did a study on a large number of millionaires, including interviews, and discovered that uh, the three previous themes, and plus an, an understated lifestyle, uh, is how the majority of them made their seven-figure net worth in their lifetime. Now, this is a good book for you to read, and it's also a good book to give your kids to read. Because believe me, your kids do not know how to create wealth. And this will really open their eyes. Okay, so what what's the key here? Do we want to kind of stick to it? We, we have a plan? Follow your plan, right? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how just hanging around for enough years will get you wealthy. Warren Buffett, who is now 90, is said to have generated 95% of his wealth after turning 65. So, you know, you just take a look at the numbers. An investment of $1,000 per year for 10 years at 7% will grow to $14,784. The same $1,000 invested for 40 years at 7% becomes $213,610 pre-tax. That's 14 times as much. Investing is one of the few places where patience often trumps IQ. Hmm. Okay. Risk management. Don't don't take too much, right? Oh, you know, if uh, there's an old saying, if you want to finish off a vampire, you drive a stake through its heart. Well, if you want to drive a stake through your financial heart, take a huge investment loss that destroys a big chunk of your investment capital. And, you know, the reason you don't want to take a big loss is it takes too long and it's too hard to make the money back. Uh, I taught uh, investment classes in Edmonton for about 25 years, I guess. 
And I had big overflow classes of 40 to 60 people, usually a session. And I'd ask these people for a show of hands of individuals who had lost at least 75% on an investment. And a majority of the room would put up their hands for it. Now, when I asked how many people had investments that at least doubled or tripled their money, it was just a trickle of hands went up. Big losses are far more plentiful than big gains. So if you lose 50% of the value of your assets, your money has to double to get back to ground zero. So if a balanced portfolio earns 7% a year, it takes 10 years worth of compounded returns just to get back to ground zero. You know, investing's most important rule is don't lose big. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, people would say, well, that's kind of obvious, isn't it? But so many people roll the dice all the time. Well, not all the time, but too frequently. Is that fair to say? Typically, when you're involved in an investment that you figure could make you and create all the wealth so that you could have a Ferrari in your garage, your four-car garage, you could live in a super nice neighborhood. You could quit your job. Uh, you could have a, a second house in a tropical setting. Uh, you could afford expensive vacations and expensive clothes. Usually what happens is the lizard part of your brain takes over. And the logical part of your brain sort of, yeah, you, it's, it's just not processing properly. And so, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, if you blow your brains out, it's going to take you forever to get it back. But typically, when you're in a situation where there's an opportunity to make a lot of money, you're not assessing the risk properly. You're looking at how big a return that you could possibly get and how that would change your life for the better. So, you know, it's, you need to talk about these things regularly just to remind yourself when you, you see something that's too good to be true that usually it's too good to be true. What about excess returns? How do those factor into this three keys here? Well, the average investor has about a 40-year lifespan uh, before they retire, where they can earn money and save and for that retirement date. Now, imagine during the period that you're able to save $1,000 a year for four decades, and during that time, your money was able to grow at 5% a year. Well, when you reach 65, you'd have $126,840. But if you were able to invest $1,000 a year for 40 years, but instead of 5%, you increase that to 7%, the new total would be uh, 75% higher, 213610 So, you know, just a couple of investment points can make such a huge difference, especially, you know, most people over their lifetime end up saving a lot more than $1,000 a year. But, you know, you can have such a meaningful difference if you're just willing to, to adjust your investment strategy where you're looking for a little bit extra return. No, you don't have to have a huge amount. You don't have to try and double, triple, quadruple uh, the, the re, uh, a reasonable rate of return. But if you can get a little bit of excess return, it can make such a huge difference at retirement. Somewhere that old saying about the magic of compounding interest flows in here, doesn't it? <laughs> That's, you know, one of the eighth wonder of the world, according to Einstein. So what do we have to remember here? Like this is, uh, you know, we haven't covered a whole lot of territory here. What's the most important thing to take from this particular episode of Making Money? You just really want to consistently apply patience, risk management, and the ability to just stretch out a little bit to get a little higher returns 
than the lowly uh, interest rates you're getting on most savings accounts. And these factors of sticking to it, not taking excess risk, and striving for modestly better returns are all you need to become of the one of those wealthy investors mentioned in Thomas Stanley's book. So there you go. Uh, you know, a short and sweet episode of Making Money this time around. Uh, if you have some questions about this, feel free to send them to us. We'll be happy to answer them. You can reach us at letsmakemoney.ca or through cfcw.com, our friends there that host the show on their portal. Uh, Ron and I will be back next week with a, an episode that, you know, it seems kind of timely, Ron. Um, there's so much talk going on right now about electric vehicles and where you get one, and are they the wise thing to do, and should I wait? And this all ties into the North American auto industry. Do we want to focus on what's going on there? Yeah, I had a question uh, a listener sent asking if I could focus on the big three, and are they good investments? And big three in North America are generally considered Ford, General Motors, and uh, Stellantis, which used to be Chrysler. And so we're going to focus on those three and talk about the risks and rewards of that particular industry. And to give you kind of a, a big picture, 40,000 foot view of uh, why uh, the, the challenges facing the industry, which in, in a lot of ways helps explain uh, why these are some of the cheapest stocks uh, trading in North America. Okay, back next week with that edition of Making Money. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. We thank you for joining us. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.